All right, guys, here we are. Cards Corner episode nine. 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 I feel like a Star Wars episode. Episode nine. Or Mandalorian. Season one. Oh, we're still in season one, right? So it can't be additional to yeah. It depends on how short the first season, our if, pilot season was. If you guys get to see what goes on leading up to getting this thing going. It's better than the show itself. Oh, my goodness Like they gracious. say back home, it's a fiasco. It, it is a little bit. The comedy. We're going on tour. Comedy Central. Here we go. All right. So, episode nine. We got a lot of great stuff planned for tonight. Every week. So, we're going to talk, obviously, as we always do, we're going to recap product. We're going to talk about product coming out. We got some pretty gnarly topics to go over today. We're going to be, I think we're going to be a little more sports heavy though, right? I mean, gnarly? Gnarly. Is that like tubular? It's like, it's from your generation. Yeah, grandpa. Not on the East Coast. Oh, excuse me. Righteous. Yeah, Washington language of the, you know, late 60s, gnarly. So. So we're, you derailed my whole thing. You know that, right? <laughs> so anyway, we're going to recap product. We're going to, we got some gnarly sports topics we're going to talk about. We do have a few card issues that have come up and kind of some other things we're going to touch on. So one of the new features with the podcast, and I don't know if you guys have noticed it when you watched episode eight, there was a commercial in the middle. Beautiful commercial. Did a really good job with it. Appreciate producers work on it tonight. We're going to have the same middle break. It's going to be a different commercial. And then at the end, we're going to have another commercial. We'll talk about that later. But let's talk about product to begin with. Illusions came out. I bought my first pack right before the show. Yeah, we did a rip on camera uh, yesterday, last week. week. I like it. Illusions been fire. Illusion, it's, it's definitely got a different spin to it. The ones that I loved... That I saw a couple people pull was the acetates. The, no, not the acetate. The sort of had Ed McCaffrey in the background of the Christian McCaffrey oh, yeah, yeah, card, yeah. Yeah. or there was the one with TJ in the front with JJ in the background. Those cards really were a trip. I like those a lot. That was and those one of my usually favorite. are like the lower numbered. Yeah, you know. I think the one that my friend got it was like out of ten or something like that, and that was pretty sweet. Yeah, and that was the JJ and TJ. And TJ. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so the, card, so the card doesn't have to be the hit to be. No, it doesn't have to no. be a hot, hot card. And then the other one, uh, the name is leaving my brain right now, but it's the one with the three-player relic jersey lineage. Lineage. There we yeah. go. So that one, what was the one that was pulled? Was it? It was Far, the Green Bay, so it was Far, Far Rogers, Rogers, and Love, Love. See, and I then mean, we did a, um, a Detroit Lions one that yep. had Billy Sims, Barry Sanders, Sanders and, and DeAndre oh, Swift. Yeah, that's that that's was a, sick. That's a Dusty card right there. Just Love. That is sick, Dusty. That's a shout out to you, my man. Yeah, Detroit. So Illusions has been really good. We've actually had an opportunity to go through quite a bit of it in the shop. I mean, kind of not typical for that kind of product because it's a little pricey. It's that $30. I mean, Phoenix right now is at 28 bucks, so it's in that same ballpark. But people have been ripping boxes, and we've actually had a chance to see quite a bit of the product. The encased have been actually the lesser of what yeah, comes out of the I, box. I agree. Encased has not been impressive. What was the best encased you think you've seen so far? I, Swift um, was a good one. Probably Swift is going to be the best. Yeah, that was a decent one. Um, and and that's I don't know. That's kind of surprising, but I think for product today, that's good. 
because encased is what they're banking on to be the home run for illusions. Yeah. And if you're getting more out of the regular packs than you are the encased, it's a better box for the consumer. I the think. thing is, is it's got to be a tougher bullet to bite if you're trying if you're buying just that encased pack. Like if you're, it's if brutal. Some, if you're spending a hundred bucks or whatever somebody might be trying to sell it for, it's it's a harder one to try to risk. I mean, you're really banking on pulling a Tua Herbert, sure. you know, one of those top five guys. I did get lucky enough to pull a Chase Young to fifty. I think that was probably the yeah. best in case. Well, and then they did say there are some veterans, some older, correct. So it's that not just rookie base. So that's cool. So we're looking to see. I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to get into some more illusions this week. We have a couple of customers on Instagram that are pretty big with ripping. Yeah. So the more we get to rip, the more we get to see and experience, and that's important. But we also had MLS Soccer, 2020 MLS Soccer from Tops. Now I'm going to tell you right now, as a local card shop, okay, we try to hone in on all the local teams. Yeah. So Euro soccer was huge, right? Everybody lost their minds over Euro soccer. So I figured MLS soccer would be not as popular, but fairly popular to get sounders, stuff that people yeah. can go to games or matches. I think they call them matches, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go to matches to see. And what I found is MLS soccer was a dud. Yeah. No, that's what my soccer buddies say. It's like they're cool to have, but they're not valued there it's definitely more the 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 or the european yeah i mean it's just the mls is not getting like that homegrown talent they're going to europe yeah. to get the big money and so that's what my buddy and said about they come rookies here when they're 40 you know they said about rookies you don't really know who they are because they're coming from overseas so you don't really yeah. get to build up and even our guys hype. that are born here in the u.s are going over there to play yeah that's where the money that's, is. That's where the money is. So, do you think MLS soccer is forever doomed until they change the way they handle it? No, their no. It's still, Maybe it's in the still, cards. It's, it's still a spectator sport that people enjoy. It's crazy to me. So, MLS soccer, the tops, when you talk just strictly product, mm-hmm. it's a three hit box, right? And they wow. are three autographs or mems. So, when you see that initially, I'm like, two autos and a mem would be great, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was brutal. I like the was, Josie Altador and that that. It was card. three that napkin was, relics. One was numbered to fifty, I think, yeah. and that was the one you're talking about. You're probably more successful with the uh, U.S. women's soccer team. Yeah, but getting the Sounders cards were cool. Yeah, I mean, it just it it was for me not being a soccer fan and seeing people rip it or seeing you rip it. It was just nice. It was refreshing to see sure. know, a different brand, different uh, sport. So, I mean, even if people don't translate it, I think if, you know, if I open another box or two, it can be stuff we can put in the case for the shop, I think, or something. So yeah. give to the kids. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so we got also 2021 Prism Draft Picks Choice and Fast Break released. What's the difference? Um, producer, can you hand me the Fast Break box? So I didn't quite prepare for the Fast Break version, but I'll definitely be able to show you what the... And obviously, with the magic of television, television, you're going to be able to see up close images. So, Choice came out looking very similar to Hobby Boxes on this one. Kind of scary. One pack box, exactly this big. the same. We're going to be talking about this a little bit later. Obviously, you know when there's an issue, I'm going to be fast after it. And for the first time. They decided to make a fast break product to be very similar to 
how they do Elite Extra Edition, how they do Stars and Stripes, how they do Rookies and Stars. They make it a five-pack, five-card box, when before, Fast Break was typically an 18-pack box. Oh, wow. Why they went to this format, we do not know, but we will address this on a later topic. Now, the difficulty part of it, if any of you are chasing basketball, is all the boxes are damn near the same price. So you can choose between Hobby getting five autos, Fast Break with getting two autos, or Choice with getting one auto, and pay pretty close to the same price across the board. You're just hoping that your odds are the one with the less autographs is going to be the more banger of the card. So let me ask Tony... You're a guy that's not a super box buyer. Right. How do you process that kind of info? I mean, what do you think about it? I go on the I go on the premise of thinking that the one I mean, if box, you had these 3 looking at you, uh-huh. how would you evaluate to if you were to buy one, how would you evaluate that? As a solely as a collector, I'd probably look at it as I'd buy the one that has the one card. Because I'm feeling, I, I'm, I'm probably wrong, but I'm feeling that the card, the box with the one card. The choice. The choice has a elite player yeah. versus the box of five might have just. A better auto. The, well, yeah, it'll be a better auto than the five. Sure. You know, and that all in all, the value of that one will equivalent, will be equivalent to the box and of that's, five. And that's, you know, that's a legitimate. That's my theory, but less it's work. just, you know. I mean, I think that's a good approach to it. I, I understand the concept. For me, and we're going to we're gonna touch on this a little bit later, choice has always been a specific box type, right? Mm-hmm. Fast Break's always been a specific box type. Those are the things in the industry that you get used to. So when they un- unexpectedly change it on you, I'm going to be honest, when we unboxed it, it threw me for a loop. I didn't know how to, how did we deal with that? How do you handle it? Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I think the consumer is speaking out because nobody's really touched it. I think people look at it and they're a little bit afraid of it. So. And it can continue to be the same thing that we're having with the this year's basketball product is there not being a draft. And luckily, this will be the last podcast that we Before won't know. Before the draft, right. So uh, with the draft being tomorrow, Wednesday, um, we'll, you know, we'll have a bitter clearer idea of where everybody's going and maybe once they do establish a team their value will go up depending on what team they go to so along with other players that are, might possibly be traded yeah. during that draft so sure there's Shout a lot of stuff there's a lot of commotion going on right now how do you think about uh lamello how do you think he shakes out do you think he goes number one or no uh, i don't think he does i think he does really I, I think there's a lot of draft picks being traded so i'm curious if there's going to be more trades before tomorrow it's going to be crazy right and then camp begins in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, so they're, they're in talks right now, I think. This is going to be an unprecedented NBA season, yeah, right? They're yeah. going to be drafted. Talk about a fast break. It's, and then going to camp. Like, it's, it's not a lot of fanfare, boom. not a lot of, you know, press time. It's draft pick, boom, camp, see what happens. So it'll be interesting, but it's, it's going to be better that way because I'm going to tell you, when you're trying to navigate the landscape of basketball product, and there is nobody drafted. Yeah, it is a it's a desolate landscape. You have no idea. It's like Tatooine. I I saw something that was cool though today on Panini's Instagram. They send up like 
I don't even know, freaking almost life-size cards oh, yeah. to each player that's be going to be drafted. And it's, you know, it looked like it was a, a prism style Like card. a canvas. Yeah, it was know. huge. And yeah. it was cool to see some of the reactions to some players were totally stoked for it. Some, I think they were too diva. They really were like, oh, what, you know, what, what do I need this Show for? me the money kind of thing. I mean, yeah. you got to remember, too, as players have been getting their butts kissed for how long? I mean, yeah. these basketball guys... When you're when you're you know scattered out as a prospect when you're in high school right, everybody's yeah. throwing everything at them. So I think when they get when to the them, NBA doesn't have a cap, right? Yeah. When they get to the money part, it's not a big deal to them, you know, because they're used to everybody fawning over them. So it was nice to see some humble guys. Sure, absolutely. So talking about a recap, looking forward now, we got some gnarly. I mean, we've talked about it previous. November is a gnarly release month, it's right? A fatty. I mean, the day before Thanksgiving, the release before is crazy, crazy big. Now, some have cray, been... Cray, cray. Yeah. <laughs> some have been pushed, right? But, you know, there's going to be... I think we originally slated 15 releases for the day before Thanksgiving. Oh. I think that's been whittled down to, what, 10 right now? Okay. So five have been pushed. So not quite as scary for us on the, the financial end, but... Still enough to make you kind of go, okay, so the problem I see, though, is like you get that many product going into Black Friday. Black Friday typically can be a big day for a shop. Yeah. How do people process if you get 10 new releases Too many and they have everything else to choose from? Is that just sensory overload? Yeah. I think nowadays there's too many people with sensory overload. We're going to find out. Especially so, on the West Coast. Yeah. So this week releases 1920 Immaculate Basketball. Now, that is Immaculate Basketball, NBA logos. A pretty affordable product, right? Pretty cheap. Yeah. I mean, you know, $2,700 a box. Oh, yeah, I mean, on. I think everybody. I got that. Everybody's in the market for that. I know yeah. you're lining Sugar up Mama. To, I'm waiting for MLS soccer. Yeah. It's right on the shelf over there. Immaculate MLS. Still? <laughs> so, tomorrow releases 2020-2021 Upper Deck Series 1 Hockey. Oh, there you go, Tony. Young Gun Chase. Tomorrow's the release for that. We have a few boxes coming, a couple more slated at the end of the week. Upper Deck's a nightmare right now. So, And then at the end of the week, we have 2020 Leaf Ultimate Baseball. That's a little more scary. That's well, a little more. I don't know too much about that one. So Leaf Ultimate is one that it's probably the lesser of Leaf's titles. Okay. It is not as sought after as like Leaf Metal or Leaf Trinity. People tend to... Take it or leave it, but you get a lot more deeper prospects out of it. So it'll be fifth rounders, you know, stuff oh, like God, that. Yeah. Typically wouldn't be in product normally, right? So Cards leave metal mom, is kind of good for that. Buy. So, but I think now, I mean, that is all. I mean, this week is a week. I mean, three titles is kind of for, for the month it's of November is, is kind of a soft release week. So I think, what do you think? Should we open up? 1920 I mean, immaculate my hands are sweating right now thinking about you, you opening it. all right well we're what's gonna the heat what's the heat up here yeah the heat it's we're like, gonna do this ooh. and i'm gonna have tony let the dogs here, but don't let tony yeah no. all right we're gonna rip some immaculate and i'm gonna regret this i believe but not as um, much as a producer yeah we're gonna see what can we get a sponsor here, so. to uh pay for this rip here yeah if you're looking calling to, all sponsors if you're looking to sponsor cards corner we are accepting all offers at this point 
Yeah, no. Especially if you are a coffee and or a liquor company. Yeah, I'm down with that. How about donuts? Donuts, yeah. The Fiends. Is there a good donut company anymore? No. Dunkin' Donuts. Is Dunkin' still in? It's the East Coast. It's the East Coast. I I did like their donuts when I was on the East Coast. Oh, producer. Are you sure this is a good idea? Yep. Do it. Do it. Are we dual knifing it? All right, so I got to adjust my microphone. So through the through the wonderful right. power of we're media. Gonna, we're not going to cross swords. So. so what do we got here? We got five cards? I believe it's six. Okay, six cards. So let's let's get some ideas. What do we... Well, let me get the original packaging off. So we have always the nice pink little tin. We, okay. We're getting a banger. We're getting a jaw. We're getting Zion. We're getting Tyler Hero. All three. We're popping that right off. And right away, so we don't have a booklet most likely because you see how flush that box is. It is going to be That's your standard sweet. standard fare. Usually when it's fatter, that lid is more off. Huh. You know, you have a booklet and or a super up. thick card. So Sometimes the big ones aren't the best ones. Let's that see. is true. Size sometimes does not, does not matter. matter in this industry. So this is actually brutal. This is the most expensive product <laughs> I have ever opened. <gasps> It's like donating plasma or something right now. And oh. I saved it for the podcast. I hope you guys appreciate yeah, I, that. I appreciate oh, it. He's, he's All right. <laughs> beautiful. So here we go. Oh, magic on the back. I don't even know how to. Those are some, oh. those are some big boys. Good Lord. That guy better stay in Portland, though, right there. All right. So you see first up, right, it's TJ McCollum. They just made a trade. All right. They sent a first rounder do, to Houston. Are you available or no? Well, I was going to do a turf and dirt. Oh. Oh, teaser. I might as well get a turf and dirt action out get of this Get a little thing. plug and play. We need some cards. Corner uh, decoy cards. Yeah. Oh, shit, dog. Oh, you've got to be kidding that, me. Did d- you see that don't shit? E- I didn't. He saw it. Don't Did even. you see that shit? We, okay. The podcast is over. Um, that is huge. This is we are going to uh, go buy is, some alcohol. I am partying my ass I, off. That was huge. I may have wet myself. Oh, taking a drink. Yeah. Oh man, my hand. My hands got moist on Did that. Did you one. really not see that? I didn't see it. Bullshit. I did not see it. You saw it. He no. saw it. You had it from the side. You had it this way. You had I it. Didn't oh. see it. Angle of the dangle. He's so gonna. Is. He's gonna freak. Oh man. He is gonna freak. All that right. That was dope. So first up, we got. And these are no joke thick, guys. That is a big boy. So what is the retail? 2700 I said? Yeah. 2700 So number two, 99, CJ McCollum. So CJ McCollum, that's going for like 2500 <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Paid for the box. I appreciate the optimism by DMAGs over there. Yeah, but no. So 130 point, it looks like pretty legit. That is a... Shout out to CJ. Oh, man. I, yeah, I just... am... Just get through the other ones. Here. I need to breathe a little bit because there's supposed to be some decent before the last card. Oh, good. Because that and, last one is Oh, freaking aim. I'm so I am not a big basketball guy, but I'm a believer in kind of the the magic of it all. Pretty good. Like Christmas, ma- yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Holiday time. Here oh, we go. Shit. 
We got to 49 Jumbo. Oh, Mr. Stash. Jumbo and, jersey. And a man bun. Steven Adams. Yeah, he's got your... He rocks the man bun. So Tony was, you know, thinking about the man bun earlier. We convinced him to... Sparrow. Sans was the it, man bun. Was so it numbered? To 49. What? You were drooling over No, okay. the last one. The card is last. Yeah, it's the last. How's your shoulder doing, by the way? Are you surviving? Mm-hmm. What do we got? What do we got? Oh, 10 of PJ. 10. PJ Washington, Hornets, part of his number. eBay 101. Of course, you know, he had to go right there. Hey, a 10 of 10. That is I mean, sick, that's gold. Remarkable relic, PJ Washington. Now, didn't we talk about there should be three autos, right? Three, three autos, two mems? Well, what does the box only tell just us? begun. Because I would like to know before I go deeper. I read it. I'm sweaty through the gloves. I'm telling I'm you right now. What do we got? Modern Marks to 75, Javon Carter, Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. I do not know who this uh, gentleman is. I do not. Is it, has it got a mem or is it just It's auto? an auto. Okay. Straight up auto. Don't don't look. Close your okay. eyes, Tony. Jason Richardson. Oh, Jay Rich. Nothing like heralded that. signatures to twenty five. Are we down to the final one? We're down to the final Hold one. On. Yep. We are down to the it's, final one. It, oh goodness! It, I did see the bottom one when you opened the pack up. Yeah, but I only saw the player. I don't know what's on. I mean, what card it. Yeah. Well, we looked at what was on the damn thing. All right, ready? Harsh Here we blows. go. Boom! Magic Johnson God jersey. Uh, actually, I think that's sock auto <laughs> to thirty-five. Magic oh, Johnson. That is. Oh, let me look at that bad boy right there. But is the card different? Like, is there a glare to this? Than it's a is? different little shimmer to it than because it's it's, it's Laker like gold. It's, like it's Laker gold. Is it his it's sock? Beautiful. It's got it. I mean. Is that his? No, you, you know what it looks like. It's is that the, his fight strap? It's the. It's the. Right. It's right around the shoulder there. You know what I'm excited to? I'm excited to. To come put this in the case. Oh, it's a yeah. That's like a, this is a beautiful card. It's a thirty dollar card. Oh god! I'd put it up there with a fifty eight mantle. She, oh sheesh. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about that here in a little bit too. But Magic Johnson. That's See, now pretty that's, sick. Growing up in California, I watched a lot of Lakers. My dad was a huge Laker guy, so I knew watched a lot of the Magic. So it but doesn't quite fit in the 130, so we're going to go for a 180 action. It's actually pretty sick. I mean, I love the older older guys. Yeah, I mean, to get a accomplished man like that guy. So there you go. I mean, that he's is done it all. Magic w, Johnson. WNBA, he won a title. Won a title now with the Dodgers and won a title while playing with the Lakers. Well, I, I mean, guess that is true, huh? You mentioned 20 of 35? 20 of 35, yeah. So that's, that's pretty sick. Too bad it wasn't 32 of 35. Now, there were some decent cards that come out of that. So, I yeah, mean, I that wasn't too bad. So That is sock material. Is it sock? Let me see. You seem disappointed. No. It is what it is. It's a beautiful card. It I'm is, saying. absolutely. Oh, man, he's got a nice signature, too. He does. I mean, Magic is pretty. 
I mean, I don't think the problem is though. I don't think the younger generation appreciate who he is, where he is in the in the industry. So, I was hoping like uh, with Phoenix and some of these other Panini brands, it'll tell you when it's like an off the wall if it's not the jersey or something. But this does not. It just says enclosed game worn slash used material. Game worn though, that's pretty yeah. sick. Does it smell like I a like sock? that? Did it? I don't know. That's not why. Not sweaty enough. Did you really just say that? By the way, he did. Oh man! So it's pretty sick, though. I am happy with that autograph. That yeah, no, that was that could have gone a lot weirder. I think or no, better. Could have Kareem. Oh no! I I'll would go with Kareem magic. be better? I'll go with Magic. I don't think I, I would think I would rather have a magic, but James Worthy was it was it Lou Alcinder? I'll take Lou Alcinder. Oh, there you go. That we won't go no Kareem. Milwaukee Bucks generation kinda. Yeah, there give you me that. Go. I can imagine you guys if it was Kobe. Oh shit. Oh, God. That's not even funny. God. Get that get that Kobe redemption pack. Oh <laughs> Stacy then made a face right there, so to be received by twenty thirty eight. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So that is our product preview for episode nine. That's definitely still for some big ballers, though. I mean, I think twenty seven hundred so. retail. I mean, we won't see any more of it. So that is the only box I'm going to chase because come to reorder time, that's going to be a two thousand dollar price tag for me. Yeah, no, so. no. I think that I think that was a good one. Hit it and quit it. All right, so we're going to kind of shift gears here a little bit. So the last episode we touched on. We had a little attempted break-in issue of Turf and Dirt. Well, it's become a theme. After that happened, almost all hell broke loose locally and within the card shop community. So what ended up happening, if you guys aren't aware of it, when was it, last Tuesday? Yeah, coming into Tuesday, right before the podcast. Um, we had a potential guy tried to break in, popped a screen off, tried to push a window, did the whole thing. Crowbar. Crowbar. Didn't get in, left a crowbar in the flower pot. We ended up backing up security footage, saw that he left a crowbar, called the police, did the whole thing. Police gave us the crowbar as a souvenir. Now. Appreciate it. Two days later. So we buttoned down the hatches after that happened. Security locked up. Turvendert is as secure as it can be. So if you're going to break in, I guarantee you're going to be missing a foot when you go to leave, but we'll talk about that later. Two days later, a sports card shop north of us uh, from about 15 minutes or so, door smashed in, and... You know, there's a debate on how much wax was taken, but supposedly roughly 18 grand right around that ballpark of product was taken off the shelves. And there's an alleyway next to where the shop is and the burglars, as they smashed in the door, took off down the alleyway, dropped some boxes in the back as they were getting into the car. Where was I? When the police responded, when they did their walk around and did their thing, whatever it is they do. They found a box. I know for sure a box was left in the back. So they took it, dusted it for prints, couldn't find any, brought it back to the shop owner. So they dusted for prints there? I believe so. Yeah. That's how it was explained to me. 
it is different different city police than yeah. Bellingham, so they operate differently up north apparently. So anyway, once this happened and we got on the radar with turf and dirt, and then the shop up north was hit, and then all of a sudden we were getting messages across the board of either jewelry stores, coffee shops, other card shops, banks, banks. I mean, it seems like it is Armageddon lose our minds right now. COVID time, shutdown. So I'm curious to hear your guys' take on this, but we had all the smash-ins. So I actually went up to the shop up north, paid a visit to the owner, yep. tried to help out as much as I could. I looked at the smashed-in door, okay? That's a door with safety glass, right? And so it's going to take you a minute or two to bust your way through that. And Tempered. We're, and we're Tempered. talking about main street of this town. Correct. Which a lot of traffic flows through there. Now at four in the Sonic's open, that's at four in the morning. I don't know how much flowing through there, but yeah. you're, hey, the, you're old, the old people going to Al's diner. You're they're probably three there. blocks from the police department. Yeah, no. So it's going to take a minute or two to bust through that door. And when I looked at it, you know, the door was, it's not a big dude. Like if I tried to get through that hole, ain't happening. I'm getting stuck halfway through. Yeah, I, so I drove small and nimble so you can get out of there. I house. drove by after, I guess when the guy was there replacing the door and then I saw the the new door being put up. But uh, yeah, I, that's just, it's a gutsy call. But then to steal in that location to go for the hobby boxes, it's not in the front of the store. It's not in the side. It's you have to go all the way to the, to the back. back of the store, yeah. uh, the back wall. And so, to me, there had to be multiple people because there's no way that one person is getting out with that much product on the main street of this town, and bypassing that, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, right. 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 I mean, have... autographs and single, like high price singles. So they they either knew what they do. All kinds of stuff. They either were frequent shoppers or yeah. visitors of the shop some of that knew wood what they furniture were doing. yeah it just it seems it seems a little odd to be what's going Ouch. on yeah but, well in my opinion i mean you can't be a card guy doing that right i mean because to be honest with you when i walked into that shop and i walked through did somebody die <laughs> all right big rats okay so damn it stephanie you know is that was that stephanie <laughs> okay so I'm looking at it. I'm looking in case, and there's tens of thousands of dollars worth of singles. Like, legit, oh, legit, right? Not, not, not the owner saying, "Hey, this not is no, 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 no." Like my evaluation of it, legitimate. Right. Like if you were a card person, f the boxes. But I'm smashing the, the glass Ali case. Gloves, I'm, I'm stuff, taking man. Muhammad Ali. But if like, you're a breaker, Mickey Mantle shoes. Well, I mean, maybe if you're a breaker, you're like, "Hey, I'm getting these boxes, and I'm going to make bank." So, what was disturbing though is we ended up getting a message from Columbia Sports Cards in Vancouver. They had been broken into roughly the same time that the shop up north, and roughly the same time frame that the attempt yeah. happened here. And so we assumed it was a very similar smash and grab. And then it was a couple days later when we finally got the full detail. I could not believe. What? Wow, that's like a comedic timing to that, <laughs> right? I could not believe the story they told. So 
Columbia Sports Car, it's very big in, in the hobby. They're very big supply dealers, right? But that we, we, I mean, they're big with selling supplies, yeah. but we've been in their shop before. I've actually traveled to it, walked okay. in there. A lot of cards, do a lot of online stuff. So during the day, as they were getting closer to closing time, somebody was surveilling the business long enough to know when the guy behind the counter was, you know, bagging up trash, coming to the end of the day. He waited until the guy goes to the back area to do whatever he was going to do. He comes busting through the door, not busting like breaking, just running through yeah. the door, jumping on their case to grab a box or two of basketball. And at, at this time... At $2,700, I would do. Because people are... <laughs> obviously watching this guy do this right the employee yeah like notices you know dare i say dip shit jumping on the counter bypassing the opg hockey bypassing the opg hockey and the mistake of his life and he gets a box or two and runs back out the door i don't know i mean i'm not up to the whole current like criminal lingo but to me, that seems pretty brazen to be casing the joint, waiting until the employee is tied up. That shit's gangsta. And then in the middle of the day, go in there, jump on the... I mean, the counter was no joke. Like, the surveillance footage... Oh, he thought it was Dillinger? Like, yeah. Could, I mean, it was Im- like, you had a had to have a 10-foot vertical. Was it a glass case? Could you imagine if he... It like, was a glass he case. He jumps on it, and he it falls misses. through, and he's like, and it's he, stuck inside? Kick he, me out. Yeah, and he didn't break the glass when this crackhead landed That's on That's some it. light. He, good on his feet. Nimble. Yeah. So how do you... So I, he might what, be a ballerina. What do you think about that? That is nuts. Well, I wouldn't say that there's like a card shop ring and going on no no I put two and together like the guy up north steals the cars the guy down south steals the supplies and then they put this <laughs> together then they give it to the ebay seller you know no i i definitely think it's just where we are in the hobby right now it's it's a craze you know but like he said he said they they broke into they they then they hijacked the uh cruising coffee yeah, they yeah. freaking they robbed a local coffee well, shop. Okay. Well, give me so, what's in the register and make me a chai tea. And by the so way, it's COVID crazy. Right. And by the way, if you're the dude with the blonde locks, yeah, all like permed hair, blonde hair, they're looking for and you. on camera. <laughs> hey, just, you robbed the cruising coffee, dude. Really? Comment I mean, come on our on. page here and let us know who you <laughs> what are. What you should have taken was the cruising oh. coffee cards with the little 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 the thing, punch cards, the punch cards yeah. with the thing. To get yourself free cruising coffee for the rest of your life. Yeah, I know the cruising owners. They shop at Costco all the time. So, so I mean, Good what? People. I don't know. I'm look. I'm in. I'm ending my. I'm and a, we're not poking any fun and making jokes, but no. But it's it's a wild time we're it's in right crazy, now. It's crazy, right? Like, so I have a customer of mine that I haven't seen in three months. Okay, ninety days. He, he so it's pop, him. He popped in to. Um, God, what day was that? Thursday. Sure. Must have been thir- must have been Thursday. So I hadn't seen him in three months. Comes in. We ended up staying open later. Like you always knew. Correct. And he works at a local jewelry store. And the mm. jewelry store is very big with getting like estates and everything. And so I'm still, you know, kind of burnt over the guy trying to break in here. The shop up north break in was fresh. Yep. So I asked him, have you guys had to deal with break ins where you work? He said, Yes, we since I've been there, we had two. Three years ago, we had one. A year and a half ago, we had another. What 
what are some of the challenges you guys had to face with dealing with the break-in? Said the year and a half ago, it was tough because not only did he break the window, but he cut himself and bled everywhere. <laughs> so now we got <laughs> DNA evidence. So now not only do they have to worry about replacing the glass, Biohazard. there is yeah. nobody to clean up the blood. Oh man, did and he bleed so, out? I mean, the guy from the sounds of it, the guy bled a ton in yeah. the business. But if you know anything about that stuff, you just pour pour bleach on it, destroy all the evidence. So he goes, but it's been a year and a half since we've had to deal with it. You know, it's rough times. Like we were securityed up, everything else. So great, we appreciate the info. He did his business, left. Next morning, get here, open the shop. Phone rings. Producer answers it. Guess what? Our customer who works at this jewelry store says, you never guess what happened last night. We got broken into. And like, I, I was shocked. I didn't know what to think. Right. Like, and apparently the person that broke into this place didn't set off a sensor, like knew where everything was and was able to avoid Hmm. detection. Former coworker. Laid off employee. Fired. Dismissed. Unemployment. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's making double bank, unemployment bank. <laughs> there you go. So I don't know what it is. It seems like the wild, wild west. Yep, the COVID, COVID west. A little freaky, but so we want to touch on it. And I've I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. If you're in the collectible world and people know that you have things of value. Lock it up. You need to take steps to protect what you have. Now. Put it in your window seal. I'm going to tell you right now. If you're one of these guys that I don't want to spend extra money to protect what I have, if somebody breaks in and takes it, you have no room to bitch. Okay? No foot to stand on. You need to protect your stuff and do whatever you can to do it. The one thing that I give us credit for here is every incident that's happened from the Mike Schmidt card being taken up until... You know, shop north being broken into. We've always taken steps to modify what we're doing in response to everything that's happening. People need to do that. Be aware of it, especially as we're going forward because we're getting into the Christmas season. Oh yeah, I mean shopping galore. Your potentially. car needs to be locked up. Jeez. So, all right. So we're gonna shift gears again. So we covered Prism draft picks earlier. Now, what I wanted to talk about was. For the first time, if for some of you that know, when it comes to Panini Choice products, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, right? Doesn't matter. Choice has always been a product that comes in a micro box, right? Comes in a small box. You know what it is when you see it. It looks like the big hobby box. Yeah. This is the first time, and I'm going to hold this up. So this is the hobby box of Prism Draft Picks. Here's what it looks like. And for the first time, here is the box of Panini Choice. A one-pack, one-autograph box. Now, But wait, they look the same. This is the first time that Panini has decided to make the boxes look almost identical. The only difference is the choice says choice right in the upper if you're facing it, the upper right-hand corner. Now, And you got the one pack. As an LCS owner, one thing strikes me about this. 
we're not really big in this country of reading labels, right? Correct. So what this tells me is Panini is hoping that if they make the choice look like the hobby. Joke's on you. You're buying People are going to pick the choice over the hobby, not paying attention to it, and make the choice sell better than it has in the past. But they might be making the wrong choice. What do you guys think about that? Uh, it, it's Once again, they're just trying to trick you know trick the collector out there in this day and age though does that disappoint you Uh, i mean to know that a company is going to be actively trying to i mean because that's a pretty ridiculous measure i say the same thing all the time every podcast i've said the same thing it falls on the on the customer or the individual the collector buying it. yeah i I just think it's expected now you know you got to read your product it's expected you got to be on your toes you know so what happens in my situation where I have somebody who buys it, who doesn't read the label, takes it home, opens it up, realizes it's a one-pack box rather than a five-pack box. But this is hobby, not retail. So I'm going to go back and, oh, it doesn't matter. There's but, People but will you, still bitch and complain. You are educated enough to where you will be telling them, this yeah. is choice, this is one you're pack. you're a card educator. You're, you're, a, you're, a, you're yeah, not going to be like, I have other, give me that one. I have other individuals running the register that might not, if it's busy be able to clue in to maybe ask the appropriate questions. Yeah. So how what, does how does that get handled? Well, what I think what it comes down to too is what are they looking for? Cuz you don't know I maybe mean, they're not mad at getting the choice instead. Come but, tomorrow, they're looking for everything. I look yeah, at yeah, the draft. Sure. That's, that's it. You know what? The guy behind the counter is going to educate at least in this local card shop. For sure. Yep. They're going to educate the guy, and they're going to ask the right questions and they're going to say, "Hey, okay, you want the uh, you want the prism draft picks? Do you want the five or do you want the one? But it's like you know a comment one of our viewers made about uh, you know sort of making it a bummer about people trying to trick you or fool you on eBay about things. Sure. And it's like with with stuff like this, you know, it might sour them as well. Like he, you know, he he made a comment saying that that's not cool. You know. People might, new collectors might not want to know that they're being duped, you know. I and think that's more is, of a breaker thing than a local car shop thing. Yeah. The local car shop's looking for that customer. Yeah, they back. want that repeat customer for sure. Customer. The breaker, it's just a dollar sign. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? And basketball, typically, at least over the last year, is not a cheap product. By right? no means. That's why they're stealing it. <laughs> no kidding. So, and I found it comical, and we're going to throw this in just because I believe in... Miracles. The Monty Python version of our world. They decided to take a uh, fast break and make it like Elite Extra Edition. You know, it's like the mini me stars and stripes. Like so you got twenty, you got two oops, wow. rookies and stars. I don't want that box. So the question demands: Why all of a sudden the dramatic? And I'm talking dramatic because this used to be an 18 pack box. 18 pack box. And it went to five packs, five, five cards. cards. That's a pretty dramatic change, right? And no indicators. It's nope. just out of the blue. This arrives, and I remember picking it up going, what is this? Stacy said, read the top. It's the retail version. It says, it looks like. fast break. What the hell is going on here? And that is what? Just companies just repackaging and, you know. It's giving me headaches. Yeah, so no, it's too, too many it's options. No, yeah. it's the product. It's freaking me out. So, 
All right, so we're going to shift gears again because if I keep on this, I'm going to end up taking a box and throwing it out the window. We're going to rip it. We don't have so three hours in our day. We're going to talk about grading again. Now, oh my God, grading has gotten out of control. Crazy. Okay, so I have never been – we have been spending about 75% of our time answering grading questions. Grading, should I grade this? Should I grade that? Where's my stuff? Would this be good? Do you have this? It's grading, 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 grading. So I don't understand. I'm, okay. I don't understand where this is going. Grading is absolutely insane. Now, the thing that throws me is everybody's going PSA, 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 right? Yeah. PSA is the way to go. Okay, I get it. The resale value is better. Okay, here's an example. We had an economy shipment come back yesterday. PSA 10. Patrick Mahomes, color burst, prism. Case hit. $5,700, last sold. PSA 10. Great. Good value. Raw, it's what? 500 bucks. So that's a big jump that's a huge... for a PSA 10. So you take an SGC gem mint, same equivalent as a PSA 10, sold for $600. Now that is an insane difference. Difference. Third tier grading company. Now I understand SGC is not as reputable as PSA, but what the hell is going on? That is a big it's like difference. Buying Armani and buying Kirkland Signature. I don't like that's <laughs> that's like the only thing I can think of. That guy is gonna rip open that pack. He's gonna tear open that case and send it out to PSA. And that's the thing. And but yeah. everybody then. So but here's the problem, right? So homeboy that gets the card, right, sent it to PSA, gets it back as a 10, shows on Instagram, hey, look at this, beautiful card, worth a lot of money. Everybody and their grandmother sees that post and goes, oh, PSA is the way to go, and they absolutely flood everywhere yep. with PSA submissions. Now, what does PSA do in response? Well, we're going to shut down grading levels because we're overwhelmed, People don't realize that the more that you submit to the grading companies, when they come back, there is going to be a flood of cards that are going to create a downturn in the market. Yeah. So you better hope you get yours back first. Oh, fumble. Shit. Devin about died right there. Backhanded that thing. So, and what I'm talking about is Donruss football came out. Everybody was going after rated rookie Burrows, rated rookie Tua's, rated yeah. rookie Herberts, right? Everybody felt their stuff was a PSA 10 flooded PSA with cards. Right now, they're in grading in space. When that avalanche of cards is released to the viewing or the collecting community, that Joe Burrow PSA 10 that might be a $300 card, by the time that tidal wave is over, it's going to be a $25 to $30 PSA 10 card. You think so? Absolutely. But the more they, the but, more you enter into the marketplace of these cards, the more the less value they are. If you look at Zion Williamson Prism, when I looked at the population report of PSA tens, it was twenty five hundred plus. Wow. PSA ten silver Zion Williamson twenty five hundred plus. That means you're not getting jack for your card. Maybe when population report was ten, PSA's but, making money. Oh, of course. They're well, rolling in dough. I've noticed some of your viewers, though, too, when they're ripping on Instagram, it's like, grade it, grade it. What does it look like? Grade it. 
Great it. And it blows me away. It drives me insane because for me, I don't like I can't I mean, I get it if, you know, you're able to this isn't what you're doing for a business and you're able to have cards tied up forever, great, but See, I personally, if I'm going to grade it, I, I'm probably grading it to keep it just for the encased fact of it. But I don't think I'm going to spend my time to grade it to flip it. But the part that it is insane is, okay, if you weather all that and you try to understand why they're doing this, that, and the other thing. And then it becomes when you provide a grading service, mm -hmm. right? Everybody loses their minds. You can sign the papers that say, we don't control the speed of PSA, yeah. blah, 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 right? They still think that but you got them every, that, in a chokehold. That's going right now with every, single, hell. with every single e-commerce retailer. E it's crazy. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You're buying gun parts. Yeah, you know, you can order now, but we don't know. We're overwhelmed. It's like toilet paper. When is yeah. When are you getting toilet paper back? Yeah. I don't know. And the crazy part is, is there's no end in sight, right? I mean, yeah. and it gets nuttier than a squirrel turd every week we have. I mean... It seems like the political <laughs> the political juggernaut that is our life, right? Every little shutdown, every little quirk just it impacts. It does. It totally tweaks and people who start to lose their minds and it's been I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now as a shop having a the PSA or grading segment of it, it's been a nightmare. I'm actually don't advertise it. I'm actually not. I'm considering eliminating it, to be honest with you, because we are spending more more effort and energy answering questions, like questions that we shouldn't be answering, but still are, and we don't make any money doing it. Yeah, and, no, that's that's a good point. But the problem is, when you send stuff to get graded, the guys that have accounts and things that they do this for a living, like mm -hmm. they make their house payments and mm -hmm. crap on grading other people's or sending other people's stuff in to get graded. They get bumped to the front of the line. And that means the rest of us that are lesser on the food chain kind of take it in the rear and have gotcha. to wait. So right now, it's if it gets any more insane, we're going to eliminate the the whole shoot and caboodle. And it might be better for business. So, I mean. It could be. I mean, I don't understand the grading. You know, the grading juggernaut is. Overwhelming. Absolutely insane. And. It seems like I am fielding more and more phone calls on a daily basis about I have cards to grade. What do you think? I mean, what do I do? Do I tell them it would be stupid for you to grade right now? Or do I just say, sure, let me take your money and we'll grade it. And Unless they're, if they're grading Pokemon, then sure. But the problem is if we do the thing and I don't educate, then a week later, where's my cards? Well, PSA has them. Well, where are they? PSA says they're in their mail room. I have no idea. Can't yeah. do anything. Well, PSA runs at their own clock. Well, you gotta why go can't in you there do and... something? You know, I even had a gentleman one time ask me, if I drive to PSA and give them my name, would they give me my cards? Oh, of Actually, course. Actually, somebody asked me that. They have a drive through service now because of COVID. It's drive through. And you know what I told them? I said... I don't know, but I oops. Oh, hey, I just use who sold something. That's a beautiful sound, by the way. That's not me. But I told him, I said, you know what? I don't know, but it would be a good experiment. Let me know what happens when you go do that. Let me know what the results of that are. So you're a guy that doesn't understand the grading world, right? Doesn't uh, I, I mean? I, you're, I mean, you understand, I understand it. it but I understand it, and I'm the guy who. How do you view it? Is it nuttier than a squirrel turd or what? I, I think so. I, I just, now that I've educated myself, I've learned, you know, throughout these last nine podcasts that, 
the whole screening <laughs> process. I mean, because I used to think back in the day, you you submitted it and you got it back fairly quick. Yeah, and that probably was the case before the pre-COVID thing, and um, you know before the COVID thing. And uh, but now it's ridiculous. Now I I'm just kind of like you know what, let the guy get it back, let him put it on wherever he puts it on. If I want the yeah. card, aka my my uh, pistol Pete's and. Uh, you know, purchase something like that, you know, and see where the price goes. So the crazy thing is part of the the PSA grading, like PSA is good with vintage cards, right? A lot of people try to send because any grade vintage, you know, a 58 Mantle PSA 4, extremely valuable compared to a Mickey Man, a 58 Mantle Raw, right? Yeah. So the one thing that I was shocked about is we had a run of vintage cards that came into the shop, and I had a comp close to 100 vintage cards. We're talking about 58 Mantle. We're talking about late 60s Roberto Clemente, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays. I'm talking about 1960 tops Warren Spawn for crying out loud. Oh, man. All History. I mean, all... And when I talk about vintage, I'm talking about late 50s, 60s, and early 70s, okay? Yeah, that's the historic. I was absolutely shocked and embarrassed to tell the guy who was looking to sell these to me what the comps were. It's the new generation. But what strikes me is vintages are history, right? That is where sports cards began. People collecting Mickey Mantle, and if you want to go further back, Honus Wagner, Ty Cobb. Yeah. That is the start of what we do today. That is the essence. That is the soul. The foundation. The backbone. The backbone of turf and dirt. Gee. I'm good at what I do, by the way. You got mail. So, but that is a problem because I think vintage is dying. I think it yeah. is dying a slow death, and it is down a path that nobody can stop. It's, whose it's fault? It's the generation, man. It's whose the, fault it, is it, though? These, I think it's the generation. These guys want the here and now. They don't want the, but the, the was and has-beens. This generation was raised by the right generation. Right. And so that's what I think is... Well, maybe is, that's not being educated. Yeah, I mean, just, maybe they got into the hobby know, on their own, and they weren't raised the in the hobby. They've seen all these guys in the limelight. And, so I'm going to be honest with you. I called Stacy... When the gentleman brought his binder in, I told Stacy, I said, a bunch of vintage came in, and I'm being flat out honest. I said, this is going to cost me $1,000. Are you okay with me spending this to buy some vintage? Yep. Do it. We need it. Okay? Yeah. I could not believe what the end result was. To get every name out there. fifty. It was quite a bit less than a thousand dollars. I was I was devastated almost. Like I mean, you know, people are gonna go, "Well, you're insane" because you got vintage stuff for cheap. Yeah, but but that's what it was selling. I'm about the health of the hobby. Yeah, right. I would have been fine with a thousand dollars. Yeah, if you were paying for the worth, correct, the value. And you're telling me a fifty-eight mantle is worth sixty dollars, if that. Maybe, and that's on a good day. Are you effing insane? You got to be playing 61 on the screen in here. So, I don't know. I mean, I looked at it because vintage was, you know, when I was raised in this hobby, and I'm talking when I was with the other guy, vintage was the holy grail, right? The money was made when it came to vintage cards. Because he was vintage. He was vintage, but 
he had some valuable lessons with it and it was vintage car. I mean, that is the cornerstone of what we do. Yeah. And I could not freaking believe what vintage. Now, when I say vintage, a 12 year old thinks vintage is 88 Don Russ. Well, vintage is not 88 Don Russ. 88 no. Don Russ is, I almost said it, but 88 Don Russ is, is doggy doo-doo. nowhere near there. It is when we talk about vintage in a shop, when you hear a shop LCS owner talk about vintage, they're talking about 40s, 50s, 60s, maybe early 70s. That is pushing it. Cotton uniforms. That oh. is right. <laughs> Flannel. Flannel. Burlap sack jerseys. Right. Short shorts for what the you, NBA. What do you call it? What do you call it? These yeah. are guys that if you were outside of Babe Ruth, you had a grocery store stocking job. Hey, watch between, out. Kurt Warner had that job. In between baseball seasons. You know why they you know how they came out with the can of corn phraseology? Yes, I do. Because guys, when they would have to practice catching, they would knock cans of corn off the top shelf of a grocery store and catch it. That's how I stock my produce department. And that is how they came up with the term can of corn, which you hear in baseball before COVID, and I think that's changed because I think co- saying can of corn is racist now. Yeah. I like corn. So PS, PSA, PSA is dying. That would be a woo, you know, but <laughs> I think vintage is dying a slow death. And I don't know what the hobby looks like, you know, because I think it's like it got cool. It's kind of like, you know, like if you go, okay, if all the flies in the world died, you would think, what's the big deal? But then if all the flies died and then you saw like half the population died because of the chain that flies affected, right? No. You lost me. <laughs> so I look at vintage, Maybe right? Bees. Is yeah, a, there we go. Is a down the line chain that if it dies off, it will affect cards today. There will be a reverberation, a wave to affect what goes on with cards currently. Unless we're just continue to breed idiots and you know. Well, I mean, let me ask you a question. I mean, because you guys are looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? So let me ask you if. If all of the 60-year-olds died immediately, right, that era, just yeah. boom, gone. Would everybody be okay with it? Would you be like, oh, sweet, nothing's affected, everything's... It would just no. keep going on. It would. There would be some effect to it, right? Yeah, so there's I think, a little bit of a trickle-down effect. Yeah, so I think if vintage yeah. dies, there's going to be a trickle-down. It might take a while for that reverberation to get to, you know, 12-year-old Johnny in his bedroom. It just depends on, does it continue? Do we see, well, I guess 80, 90 was really dead anyways, but. I don't know. It just, it strikes me as scary. But it doesn't, but it doesn't shock me when you got the 10 and 12-year-old who are like, oh, I got Michael Jordan's posters on my wall. And I got, I mean, this guy never saw this kid, you know. Right. Yeah. This kid never saw this guy play. And now you're all about Michael Jordan. Where did that come from? That came from his parents. Yeah. yeah, but that's a good thing. I hear a yeah, 10-year-old a talking about Michael Jordan. I yeah. know he understands the essence of I know he uh, watched Space Jam. You know, um, that too. Last Dance and the whole nine yards. So, I don't know. I would just hate to see what would happen to the hobby if, you know, vintage became unattainable like T206 Honus Wagner. Well, I mean, ask yourself the question. When does a car become vintage? When does this new generation of uh, I don't know what I, mean, I think I that know, yeah. I think that era just is vintage. I don't I don't think there's an answer to it. Well, I don't it's like think vintage clothing. Yeah. Well, because there was a certain point a thrift that shop. there was a certain point that all of a sudden eighty eight and eighty nine became vintage, right? To the twelve year old, I don't. Yeah. There wasn't a line of demarcation that you passed that goes, all right, now that's vintage. I just one day I asked a, I asked a ten year old because he asked, "Do you have any vintage?" 
Oh, you're talking about Sig? No, what? No. 88 Donruss. 88 Donruss. I'm like, you think that's vintage? Yeah, what do you call it? Wax packs? Do you know who Mickey Mantle was? No. no. Mickey Mantle? Do you know who Roberto Clemente was? No. You know who Willie Mays was? Get out of here. Is he the, <laughs> He's the old guy that like sometimes will be like in the, the tribute shows and waving at the camera, right? In the yeah. suit. Like, that's what they, like, really? Yeah. But here's the thing. You mentioned Pete Rose, although vintage, they know who he is. Oh, yeah. Well, because he did some. So my man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. There you go. He did some stuff that uh, Tony La Russa can't do. Oh, and we're going to get into Tony La Russa here in a little bit. So right now. I'm feeling like Tony La Russa right now. I think it's a good time. <laughs> we're going to take a little commercial break. This is going to be actually a break that you're going to want to watch. This is going to be a message from Turf and Dirt. We have a program starting up. We're going to talk about it on the other side of the break the so side. stay tuned so this would be a point in the podcast where you would hear a a carefully worded script you would hear a very pre-planned out message very choreographed very massaged but we're not going to do that this time this is jimmy at turf and dirt and i'm going to be talking directly from my heart this year has been a big challenge for a lot of families 2020 has seen a pandemic as well as many other things that have affected lives in some very, very bad ways. Some of our kids have had to deal with some of the greatest challenges they've ever had to face. Kids not being able to see their friends. Schools being canceled. And then schools having to be worked from virtually. And then now holidays via Zoom. Most children look forward to the holidays all year. It's their favorite time of year. Well, here at Turf and Dirt, we know our kids are affected. We want to lend a helping hand. Starting Black Friday, continuing until December 20th, we are going to take letters from our local kids. We are going to take letters from the kids from our social media community, our internet community, any way you can get a letter that you want Santa to have, you're going to be able to provide it to Turf and Dirt, and we're going to make sure Santa gets it. So starting Black Friday to December 20th, we will take your letters, and then on December 20th, the Bellingham police are going to help us out, and they're going to escort Santa to make sure nobody is there to interfere with Santa getting your letters. Now, if the Grinch is listening... Santa's rolling heavy. So if you guys want to get a letter to Turf and Dirt, you can send it to 702 Kentucky Street, Bellingham, Washington, 98225. You can send it via regular mail. You can stop on in and write the letter in person. We will have a special paper for you guys to do that. If you're on the internet and you want to get a mail a letter mailed to us, you can send it via email to jimmy at turfanddirtsportscards.com. You can also send it to through the messengers from Instagram and Facebook at Turf and Dirt. We want to make sure that this holiday season is special for as many people and as many kids as we can. So get those letters to us by December 20th. Santa will be here to pick them up in person. And everybody here at Turf and Dirt, we want to wish everybody a safe and happy holiday season. All right, and we're back. All right, guys. So I don't know if you were—I don't know if you were around when 
we talked about, you know, typically I like to keep politics out of what we do, right? Yeah. Not really. For some of us, right? So, But it's the holidays. So when we had election episode, right, Devin liked to name it trade deadline that trade didn't deadline, happen, right? The lack thereof. But um, something happened the other day for us Washingtonians that kind of affected some stuff. We're locked up. Don't let us out. So one of the... So for us at Turf and Dirt, there are, there are two hats we wear, okay? So we are an LCS, right? That is one hat. Local car shop. Right. But at the same time, I'm a small business owner in a, commu- a small community. Correct. Okay? And we went back into lockdown. There were several businesses that were affected as a result. I wasn't expecting to be affected as much as I was. I know that the first lockdown that was three months long, there were businesses that failed, right? People's lives were ruined for the sake of viruses and COVID. And don't get me wrong. I understand the seriousness seriousness of COVID. I don't dispute that. But at the same time, I sometimes wonder our solution to dealing with it and, and the train wreck that it leaves behind. Now, I know when the governor decided to shut the state down, there were businesses that limped out of the first shutdown that had failed altogether. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't realize the magnitude of it until today when somebody that's kind of affiliated with the building we occupy yeah. owns several buildings within the community. And there were three large restaurants that turned in their keys today. Mm, that's said tough. that we cannot survive, we cannot go into debt any further here you go. Take what you want out of the restaurant. We're done. Ouch. It's devastating. That's rough. Yeah. We're in a community where eateries are huge. Well, and I mean, they're the ones who are suffering the most right now because oh, yeah. shops get to stay open at 25% capacity. I mean, and they're flat out coming out saying right off the bat, 100,000 people are going to lose jobs. They're going right. to be unemployed by whatever time frame. Now, you are employed by a large retailer in the I am. in the community. I am a, an essential employee. So there are, you know, buckle downs that you guys have to do, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, mainly, I mean, mainly probably contain the amount of percentage that walks in there. Yeah, so there's still it's the, still the twenty five percent capacity. So they they changed it. We're a six hundred. I work at Costco. Six hundred and seventy five people is sort of that ballpark number that they're looking at. What I find crazy though is great six hundred and seventy five people. But seems like a lot. You can't restrict these people that are entering your building to stay apart. So if 675 people are in the shop and they all want to buy produce, they're all going to be in the produce section. They're all in produce. So a small business. And if you're me, you're talking to everybody. (laughs) A small business could only have, your shop can have, what, seven people? So we never understood our square footage capacity before. I mean, there's, you know, usually when you walk into a business, it says max occupancy is X, right? We never understood that. So we actually had to figure out the square footage. We were about 800 square feet. Now, our max occupancy, according to a COVID site from the state, is 27, believe it or not, in this shop. 27 is our max capacity. Because I heard, I heard you made a comment the other day when you were on one of your Insta Instagram live, uh, you know, feeds or whatever you want to call it. You had mentioned something about 
you know, they narrowed it down to like five people and you're like, hey, that's a typical day for me. Right. So we have to go 25% of that, which is like 6.5 people. Yeah. So which is like, a typical busy session for us. Right. Six people in a wheelchair. But so, others aren't so lucky. No. And I, my heart broke for the ones that aren't so lucky. So we as a card shop and have an online presence, we're unaffected. And matter of fact, we have the opportunity to grow from these horrific situations. Times. But- There are other businesses that don't. And one of the things that I had to watch forcefully the first time is I would stand outside this door and I would watch local businesses put closed signs. There were two businesses just over here on the main drag drag. here that closed right off the end. I would drive by the out of business sign every day. I didn't think I would be affected as much as I was when the announcement was made that for the next month, you know, these restrictions were going to be in place for certain things. So, but one of the things I I noticed and I watched my daughter, okay, so she's a nine-year-old in a local community, like local school district, right? And one of the biggest things is she wants to go to school. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, right? Kids want to go to school, be around their their peers, right? This COVID thing, I think, has affected kids the most, right? I mean, kids can't go to school. They can't interact with their friends. Online learning. You have a runny nose. You got to do all kinds of crappy stuff. Yeah. You know, now we're... You can't even collect your 12th place award. Correct. (laughs) Participation. And then now we're being told that if you want to have Thanksgiving, you need to do it by Zoom. If you want to have Christmas, you need to do it by Zoom. Good luck with that. And I thought, you know what? What do we do about the kids who have had it and taken it in the shorts the last six months? What do we do for them? And I talked with producer and I actually put this out over the air and Devin weighed in on it and thought it was a great idea. I love it. And we're going to go forward. But we decided to start a program that is called Operation Mail Drop Santa Style. Here's what we're going to do. All kids in the community, locally, as well as anybody that can hear our voice, right? Anybody that touches turf and dirt in the social media world. Yeah. If you have a letter to Santa, okay? It doesn't matter if you are a, a young child, a teenager, an adult. I do not care. If you have a letter to Santa that you want to get out, we want to have it. We want you to email it to us, drop it into the shop. If you want to come in and write the letter at Turf and Dirt, we will have special paper and pens and envelopes for you to do and put it in. We have a letters to Santa metal container that the letters are going to go in. We are going to have the police shut down Kentucky Street, and we're going to have Santa and maybe a special guest come and collect the letters. And the reason why is the worst thing in the holiday season is to watch the kids suffer. And I think if the kids know that Santa's hearing their message, their Christmas might be a little bit better. And something to believe in, something to look forward to. Correct. In this time of COVID and everything else, I think what we need to do is, is get back to what our roots are, and that's believing in the magic of a season. And I think that is important not only for children, but I think adults as well. Yeah, no, I think... You know, we're so big on hate your neighbor. If you're different, you yeah. make a big... Like, let's get back to just a solitary belief. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't celebrate Christmas, Santa wants to hear from you too. If Christmas is not something that you typically celebrate, but you're kind of feeling down, 
you know, you have a wish, you Use have your something, voice. write that letter because Santa doesn't discriminate against anybody. Vote. Just use your voice. And vote. Yeah. But we want to hear it. We want to get it. We want to collect it. So it's going to start on Black Friday. So we are going to begin to collect letters. And it's going to go till around December 20th, I'm thinking. And then after that, we're going to have Santa come collect the letters. And we're going to go from there. So get after it. If you guys want to participate, I think it is a great... It's a great thing. Like I have not been more motivated with anything turf and dirt related than I am with this. Well, and then to add to it, we talked about you know trying to put some little gift Correct. boxes together. You know, wrap up some little white boxes with a pack or two of cards in there and some base cards, just something you know from turf and dirt from Santa, something to give to them. Have something to look forward to under the tree. You know, just. If you want to help donate some, you know, a pack of cards, like buy a pack of Correct. cards and we'll we'll put it aside and we'll box them up, we'll wrap them and we'll hand them out to the local kids in the community. I mean, you don't even have to step foot in the store. You can drive by and we'll do a, you know, a dunk into the car. Yep. I mean, we'll do anything to, you know, keep the faith in the kids and keep everything, you know, spirits up. So one of the things I'm big with is holidays. Holidays are important to me, and I believe in the magic of Christmas. I think I've seen some crazy miracles happen during the Christmas season. I've seen some stuff you can't explain. I've seen people that hate each other, but at Christmas time come together, arm around each other, and will carol, will go to dinner together, will break down those barriers it's time we do it now because i think if we don't we we could be lost yeah we could be lost so so you will yeah you will see information be put up both on turf and dirt and cards corner it's going to be you're going to see information regarding operation mail drop santa style you can contact any one of us you can contact the store call us doesn't matter if you have questions about it, please let us know. We'd be happy to answer them. So we're going to get that going, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing what the end result is. Yeah, no, I'm pumped. So, all right. So we're going to get a little into some maybe possibly comical stuff coming up. Here we go. So we're going to shift gears to baseball a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was amazed and made a comment, and I can't remember who I made the comment to, but Tony La Russa, right, brought out a retirement and, and, and named as manager of the Chicago White Sox for the 2021 season. Brought out of retirement or retirement home? Yeah. Um, to, both? I think both. To to manage a young, young up-and-coming right. team. We're talking about Millennials. A, a Lou Bob-driven team. Yeah. Well, Cubana, Cubana Missile. He played in Cuba, by the way. He did, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, La Russa is a childhood guy for me, being an A's fan growing up watching him. So so I'm going to be interested to hear kind of how Devin weighs in on this, but I was listening to a fellow podcaster earlier today and brought up the idea or the situation of Tony La Russa being arrested for DUI. And it was not only his first, but his second arrest for DUI. And it was, and it happened the day before the White Sox announced that he was going to become manager. He was celebrating. Is that how you chalk it up to it? He was celebrating. So, yeah, he was. 
Now, the thing is, and so in 2007, he was, you know, arrested for DUI. I don't know what the end result of that was. I just know that there was a charge and it was dealt with. And so the police report was obviously gotten on Tony La Russa for this latest arrest. Yeah. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through a couple quotes because when I heard these, I started laughing. Because I couldn't believe, and I don't know if it's just drunk people. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think that's what it is. But Tony LaRusso, if you're familiar with vodka. him, he has managed some of the best teams in the history of baseball. He has, you know, presided over some of the best players, some of the greatest players to ever put on a uniform. Yeah, correct. Vintage but, guys. Yeah, vintage. Jose Canseco. Mark McGuire, Dave Stewart. You're going to enjoy these. So the first, the first quote of Tony La Russa when he was being, I think it was during the arrest phase. Right. It was like the the sobriety test kind of situation. The right to remain silent. He tells the officer, bro, I am a Hall of Famer baseball guy. When I heard that. I just I died laughing. I couldn't believe that somebody like Tony Larusa would be hammered enough to be on the side of the road with some you know Kentucky straight trooper, whatever <laughs> it was, and be like, "Bro, I am a Hall of Famer baseball guy." And then at the same time, while well, I mean, I'm assuming in between drool, right? In between sips, he was talking about no kidding. I am a legit Hall of Famer. So I know that's funny and everything's kind of, you know, ha-ha about it. But, you know, Tony LaRusso was obviously doing that to try to get out of getting in trouble, right? Somebody coming in to manage a team, and it's a team full of younger players, and we're talking about a younger generation following baseball. What kind of message does that send to the kids? Or, more importantly, to the younger players on the team that, Guess well, what? If manager you're, can do it. I can do it. If you're clever enough, you can try to do it, and there's no consequence as a result. I'd like to hear your thoughts about it. I mean, don't everybody weigh in at once? I, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I don't think it's a cool, cool way. I mean, obviously, he was drunk. You know, he's having his issues. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, going into the young team, that's what I have the the problem with. It's too young of a crowd to set that example for, and because now he he has no leg to stand on if one of his players acts up, trips up, d- screws up, whatever. What is that, he supposed I mean, that's the thing, right? What is he going to say? Well, he has he has no room to to speak on any But we hear this day instances. in and day out. Celebrities always do. They always try to throw their their weight around because of who they are, what or, they are. Or women. So Celebrities. I mean, are we at a point, though, that we just need to stop evaluating them, you know, because if they're going to use the excuse and they get away with it, Nothing happens. We just talk about it, laugh for like, a minute. Like Tony says about uh, the shopper buying a box of cards and blindly. Like, if a state trooper lets him off, that's his bad. Sure. Like, that's his fault. Sure. No. Not, not, not all cops, not all state troopers. That's that one individual's idiotic move. I mean, hopefully he gets an autograph out of it or something. Now, Season tickets. Now, probably yeah. for him, being a fan of Tony LaRusso, that probably mm-hmm. doesn't affect his... No. view of him he's a hall of famer bro people make mistakes it's plain and simple <laughs> and the mistakes aren't always serious sometimes they're funny you know but i mean I'm, do you I don't chalk this it. up as just a no, like, no, innocent no. mistake no. like oops driving, my bad i've lost friends to drunk drivers sure and so i'm not even toying with the fact 
you know um it's like shooting yourself in the leg throw whatever at him you know it's probably it's probably pockets to go burst yeah it's probably pocket change to him you know whatever the court cost and and you know if you don't think he has attorneys or the team's gonna pot you know issue the attorneys he's probably an attorney too probably community service or something they're gonna have him do and all who knows what now the interesting thing was though the podcaster i was listening to brought up the idea of okay fine i mean you can argue argue morality everybody does it on a daily basis right 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 or wrong ha 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 funny funny but let's take a look at the deeper question so tony larusa has been out of baseball i mean i know he's He's been been out of managing but out of a clubhouse right out of a day-to-day operations of a team a leader he comes into a team that is not only just young but a state of the game that is incredibly analytical and he is an old school manager yeah right and nowadays you're seeing managers these managers that are managing nowadays most teams these guys are in their late late 30s early 40s right you look at a guy just like they just got out of the league they just got out of the minor leagues exactly right I i can understand him bringing him in as like president or of operations or some higher you know you get guys like dusty baker who came back correct you know ron uh garden hire like that's another old school. is he but he got fired though right did he get picked up again or? well he was with detroit he came right. in detroit was last year he didn't he still has a job in detroit that you know uh, that, that i know of yeah okay so you get some of those old school guys i mean yes the generation is moving uh Towards the younger coaches, in younger all catcher in coaches. All and, yeah, that's cor- correct. Steve Nash getting a job. I mean, that was pretty awesome. You know, he got a job, really. What Steve Nash doing? is yeah. the Nash Nets. Is Nets coach. What's What's even better is he, you know the funny part. But he's is, analytical. He's he, the guy knows the game. The funny part is I talk about Tony Larusa. You guys look at me like I just talked about crickets or something, and then you guys hammer on me about Steve Nash. Like where were you? Nash you should have awesome. known that. No. Well, then it's great because he hired his former coach to be his assistant. So I think that's <laughs> right. just even you ironic. <laughs> But that's the nature of the beast, and that's the nature of the game. So how do you think the a guy team's like... The want to be the one that has to deal with it. I yeah. mean, I know we have no, no insight out, outside of being a fan, right? I mean, I think we've kicked around minor league baseball a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So we kind of understand the inner workings of kind of that kind of scene. How come he doesn't get My fired? question is... How does well, that translate? I mean, how does Tony La Russa translate to a, a Luis Robert? My question is... Who thought of the idea to begin with? And that's the part. How did that, you eliminate? Who knows how well, many the, possible the, coaches? The joke was when he got hired. Uh, it was the Tigers, I believe. Or so it was actually. So Tigers do have a new coach because manager, a new manager, because they said thanks to the White Sox for blowing it, and they took AJ Hinch. Correct. Yeah, and I, I think I remember coming so, right out of suspension, and I know Alex Cora got a job back, back with, with the Red yes. Sox after his debacle. Yeah, but you know, in all this, we're seeing how is Tony Larusa getting away with what he did, his mistake, and still keeping his job. Correct. Carlos Beltran had his job for a hot second, and because he was somewhat tied up in that stupid Astros mess. He lost his job. Yeah. Was he? I mean, because I heard reports that he was a player on the I team. I was heard reports though that he was active in you know figuring out the banging sequence. But I mean, which, he he was a player. Like right. it wasn't he wasn't the leader telling them what to do. He was but, I mean, on the but team. He wasn't a guy just like he wasn't like Verlander, where Verlander claims I watched him do it. I didn't have anything to do with it in particular, but I saw it happening. But st- but still, that guy. I mean, he couldn't even. Yeah. He couldn't even keep his job. But right. you get a guy 
who you know can't like, even I get keep what his you're own saying, shit together. Right? Like Larusa gets busted for DUI, still has a job, still regarded as Larusa. Yeah, but Beltran but can't even. Beltran and, is loosely and tied then, to the. Astros and then now you're and, saying Cora and Hinch both get jobs right immediately, after being suspended. As soon as their suspension was lifted, it was announced that they had jobs so, and were getting back into baseball. Why did Beltran not get hired to a job? Like if he was already a candidate who deserved a job. It I think can't be the Latin ball player thing because he got Alex Cora is Latin, right? Yeah. I mean, so is it just because Beltran? I mean, I don't know. I just think that knows? I thought he would have been a great coach. You know, so like we talk about where me, and I was a fan of Democrat his. or Republican doesn't necessarily matter. I think it's just jerks is yeah. what so, is the controlling. Is it could be just could be. he's a at jerk my second or? job. I was listening to one of my clients. She how was, many jobs do you have by the way? That's two. Him. But uh, my client was watching a talk show, morning talk show, and it was Dolly Parton. She says, I'm not, I'm not Democrat, I'm not Republican, I'm hypocrite. And that's what I feel like this world is, definitely a hypocrite. I just thought that was ironic. Hey, I like to ironic. toss something out there. On a more serious note, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, we want to send out our thoughts and prayers to Tommy Lasorda, who's hospitalized. Uh-oh. Did yeah, you guys hear about, about that? that. He's I in did ICU. Not. Yeah, he's 93 years old. Odds are not going to, I don't think they're in his favor, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I, just I mean, Tommy Lasorda, he was a staple in 80s, 90s baseball, right? I mean, yeah, vintage. Well, no. I, I want another thing to shout out is the new general manager of the Miami Marlins. There you go. We got a first female. So, Kim what, do Eng. what do you think about that? I think that's uh, great, but you know what? It. Look at her freaking resume. If anybody Not des- that, did you see her World Series ring she was shining? Yeah, but if anybody deserves a job, she's the woman barely looks like she's 40, but she's been in a high-profile job for 30 years. She's been assistant GMs for multiple teams. She That's how Jeter knows her. She was back with I think she's got Jeter's three rings. Yankees. She's got three rings. Yeah, she was with the Dodgers, and then she also worked for, the, for MLB. So, I mean, her resume is... She started out as an intern. It's fantastic. I mean... She was on... She was on, what is the Good Morning America? I saw her interviewed there, and really? it was a very raw, raw. Her? She was raw. Well, I she mean, no, it. She I mean the the interviewers oh, the were interview. very yeah. raw, oh, raw I, about. I, yeah, I think it's. I think, I it's, think dope. it's great. I think it's great. And she's a. I'm gonna be um, honest. I'm embarrassed to say I didn't. I didn't know of her in the landscape. It's so. Okay, your mind's on other things. You're well, busy I mean, guy. it's. No, I think that that is, that, that is. is a definitely a great. You're yeah. talking about something for. For the future generations, that is a great thing. So we're for seeing your little girls, maybe. Yeah, my we're, little girl. We're for seeing sure. barriers broken down, right? We've seen in all types of ways. We're seeing female referees in the yep. NFL. We are seeing even in NBA, right? We're seeing female assistant coaches yeah, in quite professional, a few of those. like NFL. NFL. Yeah. We saw for the first time Everett Aquasox experienced it. We had female trainers, first time in professional baseball. Yep. Everett was a leading team wow. hiring their first one of their first female and then we're looking at more barriers being broken down. I think sports is better the more I mean quote unquote flavor you get, right? I mean yeah. the more input there is, diversity. the more diversity there is, the better off I think sports are. And who knows? I own a cat or two. Maybe one day that cat'll be the cool cat. Baker will be assistant manager of, you know, the San Antonio Spurs or something. Yeah, so. That's that's possible. So the so other positive notes, this positive thing. There is absolutely, and there there is another big breaking news story in baseball. Theo Epstein stepping down, stepping down after how many years? 
Nine years at the Cubs. With the building Cubs. a championship from the well, GOAT one in Boston. Boston, Boston comes short, over to the Chicago. Short-term championship. Then that team sort of melted. Where do you think he's going? Seattle. He says, he's, he, says he wants to do... Um, East you know, Coast. He wants to do nonprofit work. He wants to do sure, put another right. chapter in his resume. What do you think he's doing? I, you know, I've also heard rumors with Billy Bean maybe disappearing out of Oakland. I thought he, he was pretty anchored down there. But they somebody there's some talk about him partnering up with somebody in Germany with, with some sort of baseball organization over I'll there. I'll say it now. So, you heard it here first. He, I think he's going to the Phillies. I, I mean, I could, that's definitely an upcoming place that I could see. I think Jerry Depoto. I think Jerry Depoto is named as Seattle Mariners' yeah. new manager, and Theo Epstein is named GM and head of baseball operations. Jerry Depoto, he's there for good. He's already built his. <laughs> watching part of the interruption. <laughs> what am I chewing? Watching PTI. Watching a little PTI today. Will Bond says, and Will Bond believes he would make a great, a great GM for the Chicago Bears. Oh God! Mm. the football. Yeah, because he's a Bears fan, and he's he a Bears, Bulls, Blackhawk guy. Yeah. So he is automatically a Hall of Famer, right? Building, building two championship first caliber, first whatever you want to call and it, and a young yeah. gun. No, so, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, guaranteed. Let's assume he cross. Let's just pretend for a minute, okay? Let's hold hands and do it. Kumbaya. Let's assume that he goes. Let's say that it's reality realized, and yeah. he goes over to Chicago, becomes the Chicago Bears GM. Takes that team from what it is, doesn't have to win them a Super Bowl, but becomes a winning, competitive, getting to the playoff every year kind of team. I mean, what kind of stratosphere does that propel him into? Is he going to be the first but professional baseball, professional football GM to be named into the Hall of Fame? That's the, I mean, that's the next step. He's already for magic. going into the Hall. That's, that's not a yeah. question. He's Correct, but. Here. If you're Theo Epstein, you're looking to really cross over. Oh, right? yeah. You want to make a mark. Like, okay, it's cute that I did two baseball teams and made World Series, right? I'm hardcore. Go to women's soccer. And do some, but yeah. let's go to the Seattle Storm. Oh, wait, no, they're already, they, they're they're already, already champions. So yeah. we, don't, yeah. we don't mess with that. So, all right, we're going to leave baseball aside. And Devin's going to love this one. Whatever you do, Theo, best of luck. Correct. And if you do come to the Seattle Mariners, if you would like a – permanent kind of five ten minute segment on cards corner we yep. would love to have you man you're tight <laughs> <laughs> so next we're going to talk about russell wilson so this is gonna be a short segment though four yeah, weeks seven, ago he was the hottest thing he was gonna be i mean dare i say he was the heir apparent to tom brady as the greatest quarterback of all time four weeks ago <laughs> I dare you say I don't know who the hell would say that. Are you are you kidding me? Everybody that would come through the door. Yeah, let's yeah. forget. Remember, Drew Brees got hurt. He's not dead. Yeah. Where, are you sure? Yeah. I think he's I think he's, he's peeing blood God. right now. Though, Punctured so. lungs. So then he has a three week just absolutely. It's gonna be four weeks. <laughs> laying an absolute. Turd. Yeah, I mean, turd egg. However yeah. you want it, like lentil a, soup eating. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> but what's weird? What I notice as a non-Russell fan is he he seems erratic. Like normally he's composed and he he's decisive with his you know his throws. Guys, everybody goes into a slump. It's but a it's not. Sport. But it's it's not a slump. Did you see the I've riff seen, though? It's like Carol and him. It's panic plays. It happened to him. It's happening to him. It happened to Josh Allen. 
but it's, it's panic. We're talking about a guy who's. Are you talking about an exhibition? We're talking about deep, deep into no. his career. We're talking about he's deep into his career, and what, he's, he's having these deep panic, eight years. This is his eighth year in the league. Panic plays like he, this Tom's? is what's Tom seventeen? Un, unlike him, nineteen, easily nineteen. Right, he was in 01, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 2020, so he's, what, 19th year in the league. 17, so deep, 17 right. you're undercutting him he, a little bit. Deep purple. He's he's not two. He's not three. He's not a Lamar Mahomes. He's Is not, that a Prince reference? At least no, he doesn't run Purple like, Rain. He doesn't oh, run, at least he doesn't rain. run like Sonic uh, Murray. That is, a, Kyler Murray, sorry. that is the MVP. I'm saying it right As of right now, he is the flavor of the month, so, Kyler Murray. And if he beats Seattle... Seattle will uh, Thursday night. Seattle will be scrambling. So, by the way, if you hear my voice, the game will be on at Turf and Dirt. If yeah. you want to come in and sit around the rip table and only buy some only six and a half people are allowed in here, though. Correct. Jimmy will pay you gas money. Tony will be outside monitoring, making sure that we got tickets doorman. taken. That's right. I'll, so I'll, I'll get one from Costco. You can have a liquor. The concern, though, is, and it's, it's an interesting progression because, you know, Russell Wilson was MVP four weeks ago. And then now it's how much does he have to lead a team? Is he a leader? Is he a pretender? But prior to that. But how do you change in a four-week period from being the best in the league to you But you're in a slump. You but also, you're in but a see, slump. And I won't put it all on him. He's had some missing pieces. No run game. I mean, one and two. You know Hyde and uh, no Carson. Chris Carson, I am a fan of yours. So, that, I mean, that's tough. You're talking about Everybody a, knows he's throwing the DJ or DK and, uh, yeah. and Lockett. DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas. DK. DJ Dallas, I believe in you. DK, I love you. Yeah, so okay, it's, go ahead. A, it's a little, I mean, and then that line, the that, defense, the Shaquille Griffin, you got a lot of missing pieces. So I think maybe he's feeling the weight of the team, like I got to do everything now more so than others. Was there a period where Tom Brady was in a similar state and Tom Brady rose above? Tom Brady was in that state like every year. Like he had no team around him. <laughs> he, he had no weapons. He had limited stars. He rose above and. But the coaching staff had a game plan. He rose. He, executed he brought plan. everybody exactly. up with him. Wow. I mean, two weeks really? ago, two weeks ago, yeah. they were ready to hang Brady. And now look Correct. at him. He, got, he, so got player, he just got player of the week. Yeah. Did he? On yeah. FanDuel? No. Oh, no. In real, okay. in real we follow <laughs> sports, you know? We do? Oh, what is that? Well, Devin and I do. Is that soccer? or Soccer. Okay. Chess. All right. So we had big news in the NBA, too. Big news today. Uh, trade. Well, Chris Paul, right? Yeah, Announced Chris with Paul Phoenix, trade. Phoenix Suns. And then... They the, have a team still, Phoenix? Uh, I think so. Yep, Devin I think Booker, I think partner in crime. I think, yeah, I think they're moving to San Antonio. They're actually calling him a, a playoff team now. Yeah. What did I say they all with make Chris the playoffs? With Chris Paul? Yeah, with Chris Paul. Okay. And then, of course, the Giannis talk is... Or Giannis, depending on who you are, is heating up dramatically, right? There's always been rumors that he's going to Golden State. So he's in his last year of his contract. Lakers. People are talking about free agency. They're like, if you stay in Milwaukee, you're not going to be the the legacy that, you know. But it's just not a big the, market. Milwaukee is now making some – the trades they made, I mean, that helps him a lot. That helps yeah. him quite a bit. But if you do like Chris Paul, real shout-out. Here we got a Chris Paul basketball autographed. Steiner authenticated Steiner. Legit NBA Spalding. I don't think Giannis it's is got going anywhere. It's got Aaron Spelling on the front. He's got it. a nice. He's got a nice signature. Who's Who's the commi- Aaron Spelling? Is that the commissioner of the NBA? Aaron uh, Aaron Sunberg. Uh, <laughs> Stein. No. 
I just thought that would be funny. All right. He's so, scrawny little. Old we'll laugh man. later. We'll laugh off here. <laughs> Mr. Clean, but with some glasses. Yeah. So. All right. So, FanDuel. FanDuel. What the hell happened? I thought I had something good. You you were coming. You were coming close. You, I was I, coming hard, man. So, but we had <laughs> enough. We have enough to go into a second. Week, yeah, though, we had right? about like, 25, 26. That was better than the previous week. Yeah, right? no, it's been so, getting good. What is usually the indicator? I mean, what gets that going? How many people I can get for my work to sign what up? What were your thoughts on my guy? I, when I had Dalvin at the end for the last. Uh, like, wow. I did, did I, he get hurt though? I knew you were going. No, he landed on his. He landed on his uh, cojones. Yeah, on a ball. He dropped the ball. Huh? So what? what I it, knew what you had the, a shot. What is the English translation to cojones? Huevos. I knew you had a shot, but the only Those thing are, was it was eggs, Chicago's right? defense. I knew was going to yeah. shut him down to where he needed a three touchdown game, and I just didn't see that coming from right. that matchup. So uh, did you see I, my? I gave it a run. Did you see my my boy Cordella Patterson? Running back, 105. 105 yard touchdown run. But um, so shout out to my youngest boy. He's been working hard at trying to figure out how to get this math of a FanDuel team together. And what's crazy about it is his team had two zeros. So my my next question would be, how the hell do you get a a kid old enough to be twenty one to no, nobody's, play nobody's twenty one. Oh, you don't have to be twenty one. It says you can parent approval. So, uh, parent approval producer. All right. So we got, sorry for those that I turned down on Instagram because they were not old enough. Sorry. Oh, bummer. Poor they kids. They can get parent approval though, right? The governor has spoken. Yeah. So, so we got, yeah, I'll take my third place. The, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was close, but who it was, was a, my back to back. Who was your quarterback? Mike, uh, Rogers. It was a low-scoring week overall, Aaron, though. Really? If wow. you looked at the leaders in points for FanDuel, I'd say majority of the top 12 guys were not on anybody's FanDuel team. I'll bet you, yeah, anybody, I'll bet you nobody had Grant from Miami. No. Thought about it, but no. Really? Yeah. You thought about Grant? Oh, yeah, I thought about it. I'm analytical, though. Yeah. I, I, have, I see a lot of processes on a daily basis. I yeah, evaluate yeah. a lot of statistics. Yeah. Okay, LaRusa. Um, yeah, I thought about I mean, that we, a lot, by the way. I think what hurt me the most was when you take a fullback. <laughs> you know? Who'd you take? 49ers. Oh, well, huge check. Yeah. yeah. I like him, bro. Yeah, but he's like a Peyton Hillis kind of yeah, he's a big boy. running dude, yeah, right? Exactly. All right, so we're going to – so Ryder, right? Low Ryder. Low Ryder. His His coworker. So, no. <laughs> New guy? He doesn't listen. First winner? Yes. First time winner? So we got a pack of Phoenix. So here what I'm going to do is I'm going to move my mic a little bit over. So we've got through the – how do we – magic of through television. power vested in me. So we have Joe Mixon is our front Bengals card. Looks like we have a pink and a silver in here. So we have Joe Mixon, Robert Woods. Who is the pink? Anthony Gordon Seahawk Pink. Isn't pink nice. to 99? 199. Is it 199? Man, he studies some cards. It is 196 of 199. Hot Routes, Tyreek Hill. Now he'll like that one. And then we got Uter. Uter Gross Matos. Uter. 
Cuban? Uter, is he? No, I have no idea. <laughs> Uter Gross Matos. You just default to everybody, right? That's right. So anyway, not too bad. Seahawks. No big bangers. Is Geno Smith in Seattle? Is he, he the is the backup. backup. So me. Anthony Gordon is number dose. Yeah, he, he's the third string. He's but like my bilingual. But in this right there. in this league, if you're Dallas, you've gone through five quarterbacks. Is and Ben DiNucci, is he still hurt? Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter because Dalton's coming back this oh, week. So okay, so he's got concussion protocol. Yeah, Dalton's ready to rock and so. Red what do you think roll. of the who was the guy that hit him? Who was a wasn't a linebacker that came down and. On full oh, down, no on on Dalton. On Dalton, yeah. I like I don't know because I only watched it once and it him. got me. So, all right. So we're gonna top load Anthony Gordon because we top he's load pink. at Turf and Dirt, and we wear gloves. Cards, you see that? So shout out to uh, any breakers who don't wear gloves and uh, top load anything or oh. penny sleeve anything. Wow. Calling out the big boys. Yeah, you need so to top load soft sleeve. You guys aren't get going your boogers the... and your fingerprints all off there. That is right. So uh, link is posted on the Facebook page. We'll get it up on the Instagram page. It'll be all over. Got to be in by Thursday night. Thursday night's game is Cardinals Seahawks. So a lot of fantasy options there. Going to be another high scoring, hopefully not overtime game though. So we are looking at what one week where one of the three hosts won FanDuel. Is that right? Yeah, and we got our asses and that was, handed to us and every that, single week. And since. I'm gonna hate to admit it, but it was week one where it was the less, <laughs> the least amount of people in it. So, all right. So FanDuel, of course, if you beat and win, beat us, but win and place first, right? First overall, you get up to every a thirty dollar rip credit turf and dirt. We are still honoring that. So we need uh, what we need though is anybody who's playing share our pages, share the you know subscribe. We need to continue to grow the following. Uh, that's the whole point. Of, Share, like, subscribe, hit the notification yeah, button. That's the whole point of trying to, you know, run this competition, this challenge, is to reach out and connect, but to continue to grow the podcast fan base. So, if you can help us with that, that would be awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I I would love to be able to fill two different leagues. Yeah, if we can get FanDuel, two right? two full groups, would be nice. All right, so we're going to dive into a little bit something here. And so this is going to be a little bit more turf and dirt themed. But so we ended up, Stacy was very big with this, and it was to start an account with a company that's called Authentic Street Signs. Now, I was kind of didn't quite understand what it was, right? But yeah. Stacy took but they the were reins authentic. and went through it. It was Authentic Street Signs. It is some legit stuff. So. We got the sample package here at Turf and Dirt. Um, I mean, that's some heavy-duty steel, right? All Tony? I know is if oh, yeah. somebody does break in, you guys got more weapons in this shop. These so street signs are One of the deadly. nice things is is authentic street signs, and I can attest to the quality because I impacted all these damn things yesterday. It is not a cutesy plastic little sign. These are heavy-duty. Heavy gauge. Heavy gauge steel. Right. I mean, there is some serious blow torching and wheel grinding that is going on with this stuff. Now, plasma cutting, it's called. Correct. Well, excuse Yeah. Sorry. I don't have the, the lingo all up, but they're all officially licensed by the various leagues. So we have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, 
and the majority of the major colleges all have mm-hmm. license to produce these signs. So you can get everything from large, what they call, what was the magnets or yeah, it's the steel magnet. What is the, how do they refer to that? The laser cut. Oh, it's sign. the statement piece, the statement logo, which is heavy duty steel. It is on the wall, powder so, coated. One thirty. Is that what it is? They're powder coated, made in the USA. Yep. Can you say that? With authority. Well, you just Usa. did. So, so if you want to see what the, some of the quality is, you can come into Turf and Dirt, take a look. We can drop ship signs to wherever you're at. But not only that, there is nightlights, magnets, all kinds of accessories. I was pretty excited to see it after I saw the quality because I was like, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, fan caves are built oh, upon. Yeah, so for sure. we're going to have another commercial break. You're going to see a commercial that is going to talk about authentic street signs. If you have any questions after you see it, go ahead and message Turf and Dirt. We will be happy to answer them when we come out of the break. We're going to kind of recap the show. We're going to talk about next week, and we're going to sign off. So come back and see us here in a minute. The holiday season is finally here. Are you looking for that centerpiece for that special someone's fan cave? Are you looking for that piece for your own fan cave? Well, Turf and Dirt has what you need. Thanks to a partnership with Turvinert Sports Cards and Authentic Street Signs, we now can bring officially licensed signage from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and most major colleges. This is not your standard cutesy plastic sign. No. These signs are forged from true steel, heirloom items that can be passed down from generation to generation. These signs are made by the hardworking men and women right here in the good old U.S. of A. And signs, they're available in all shapes and sizes. So if you have a favorite team or a favorite type of sign, authentic street signs and turf and dirt can meet your needs. Come on into Turf and Dirt to see some sign examples. Visit turfanddirtsportscards.com to order your signage today. Oh, and did I mention... Signs can be drop shipped from the factory to your door. Any questions, feel free to call Turf and Dirt Sports Cards at 360-392-8629 or you can email Turf and Dirt at jimmy at turfanddirtsportscards.com or go ahead and drop by the shop, 702 Kentucky Street in Bellingham. Welcome to the next generation of fan cave decor. And we're back. All right, guys, so we are, this is it. This is episode number nine. So we have, we're going to have a lot of releases to cover next podcast yeah. because that is the pre-Thanksgiving, pre-Black Friday podcast. You guys have a bunch of plans for Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, I got about 20 people coming over. Yeah, I got about 44, seven state patrols, and yeah. uh, a couple You know that seals. you can go to prison for that, right, right now? Huh? You can go to prison for that. <laughs> I'll be by myself because we'll put five or more in a cell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have a, a quite a bit of topic to cover for next episode. Dare I say we will be holiday themed out. Yeah. There's still a little argument amongst the guests on how much holiday we should go. I'm going to Grinch it out. Um, we're going to have a guest next week. 
this could be a good one. Local guy. It's going to be an epic guest, I think. Tony's going to really like it. He's going to carry his I bags like the guy. for him. Yeah, and... you know, I like the guy. He's so got a, got East Coast I think everything's going to go well. Good episode, guys. I th- I'm I'm loving what we're doing each week. I mean, yeah, no, I think we bring the heat. We bring it raw. You know, how are we not on like channel 13? PBS? PBS. Yeah. <laughs> the, the local. I don't know why ESPN has it. Like, right. Instead of like the Hulu channel, we're on like the Hobo channel. No. we Is we, there a such thing? No, we no, need no, to be sure. on Disney Plus. Oh, there we go. <laughs> right next to the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian yeah. logo next right episode next to us. Of Cards so. Corner. So we're going to bring the heat. We're coming in a holiday. It's going to be fun. Like I'm going big time next week. You guys are going to have to bring the heat. And if you think these are strong, what do you try our eggnog? Yeah. The eggnog, the laced eggnog spiked, however you put it. So I want to thank you guys for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, comments, reach out. Please let us know. We want to hear it. So Don't forget to subscribe. Hate like us or love share. us. Like, share, hit those notifications. All right. Let's go. We're out of here. And we're out. Next week.